Welcome to the Newbie Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Patrick, and I'm here to show you the ABCs of exercise and nutrition so you don't have to go in circles trying to figure it out by yourself ever again. Welcome back to the Newbie Gains Podcast with your number one coach, Coach Pat, and today we are talking about cardio. Does cardio help you with toning up? What a great question. It's a question we've been asking ourselves for the last 20, 30 years. The same thing that people talk about in the 90s are guess what? Trending in 2024. When should I do cardio? Is cardio for me? I'm overweight. Do I do cardio? Pat, I don't want to put on muscle. I want to lose weight. Isn't cardio the best way to do that? Pat, I feel like weight training is going to get me big and bulky. I think cardio is better for my body type. I've heard it all. Firstly, for us to answer any of these questions, we need to understand what cardio is. We need to understand how it affects fat loss. And we need to talk about the fact that not everyone can do high intensive cardio. Who is it designed for? There's different types of cardio, guys. We've got hit cardio and we've got list cardio. A lot of my next level students do a lot of hit cardio because this is like, really fast paced in a short amount of time. Okay. So we do a 30 minute Stairmaster sprint. So it could be level 12 burning 350 calories in 30 minutes. So that's like really intense. Now on the same machine, you could do slow, steady state cardio. Okay. So when you do slow, steady state cardio, you can do it on the Stairmaster at level five and do it for 45 minutes. There's two different ways to burn 350 calories on the Stairmaster, whether you do hit or less is dependent on the time you have and the goal that you want to achieve, okay? So I'm going to give you guys an example of how you shouldn't approach cardio. And I can only use myself as an example because I remember using myself as a social study. Back in 2018, I had a gym and I wanted to showcase to my clients that you can't out train a bad diet because a lot of my clients would come in on Monday feeling heavy, lethargic, just from the weekend. They said to me, don't worry, Pat, I don't need to be good on my nutrition on the weekend. I will burn it all off today. And I thought, you say this every week and we get nowhere. You're like five steps forward, six steps back. Comment below if you know what I'm talking about. So how can I show them that you cannot do this? I mean, you can, but like, wouldn't you want to fast track success? Wouldn't you want to see progress every week? Why see progress every four or five months and slowly get there? Let's make this amazing So I wanted to get really out there and show them what 2000 calories looks like. So they didn't think they were overindulging on the weekend, but they don't know because they're not tracking. So I said, look, why don't I do a a case study? I will eat 2000 calories worth of Krispy Kremes, 12 original glazed Krispy Kreme donuts, put a camera on me. I'm going to eat every single one. Now, my backstory is that I don't eat sugar. I never had an addiction to sugar. It wasn't around me growing up. I couldn't relate to clients when they told me they had a sugar addiction. I'd be like, I don't want to hear your fucking excuses, blah, blah, blah. And people would stop telling me what they ate because I kind of told them that I don't want to hear it. This is when I was in my early ages of coaching and I had a long way to come. So I said, hmm, I'm not getting through to them. So I need to feel what they feel. So I decided to eat these 12 Krispy Kreme donuts. And the first three were kind of nice. I've never had a Krispy Kreme original glazed donuts before. I'm like, ooh, this is nice. And I consumed 11 in about an hour and 45 minutes because seven donuts in, my mouth started like freezing up. My jaw, it became rigid. My tongue, I couldn't feel it. My teeth hurt. I'm bloated. I'm lethargic. And I knew that I had to burn this off. I'm eating 2000 calories and I have to 
burn 2000 calories straight after that was the social experiment because I wanted to prove that you can't out-train a bad diet. So I was 11 donuts in, I had one more to go. It took me forever. I had to use the old drink it down with water trick. So I had the last donut on the second hour, put it down with water. I jumped on the scale straight after and guess what I saw? Guess how much kilograms or pounds I put on? Comment below in the community chat box. If you're watching the replay, I want you to hit, I want you to uh, drop down your guesstimate below. I put on 10 pounds just from eating 2000 calories of Krispy Kreme donuts, which is equivalent to about three and a half, four kilograms. Now here's the thing, I had to burn this off and I didn't have a strategy on how to burn the 2000 calories all I was going to do is put a Fitbit on my, my wrist and just go for gold. So I got a battle rope out. I got some burpees. I did some squats. I did some push-ups. I did some boxing. I had a friend come over. He's like, I'll help you out. Let's do boxing because, you know, you like boxing and it's going to be a long 2,000 calories. I'm like, that's so nice of you, bro. Thanks for helping me out. He's like, yeah. So anyway, we were at the gym for about two hours doing a combination of boxing, battle ropes, burpees sit-ups, sprinting. And I got to about 900 calories. And just, I felt so slow and lethargic the whole way through. I actually put this up on YouTube. If you want me to share it, I can share it later. I just felt terrible. I just felt so slow, but I was so determined to prove to my clients that you cannot out-train a bad diet. So I knew what the mission was. Anyway, I said to my friend, look, this is not working. I can't be here for another three hours punching and doing burpees. I need to find another way. He's like, why don't you go on a treadmill and just like run? and listen to a podcast. Like I hate running, but I have no choice. So I went to the gym, got on the treadmill and I started running. My friend at the time, probably the most annoying person I've ever met in my life, but a good friend of mine was just encouraging me, but he would be making fun of me the whole way through, which made the, the hour last even longer. <laughs> so he decided to run with me. Even though he was laughing at me, he was running with me, which was weird. Cause like on one side I was annoyed by him, but on the other side, I can tell he had a good heart and he really cared about me getting through this and he didn't want me to quit. So we eventually ran and it took us another hour and 45 minutes to burn the extra 1200 calories. So all up, it took us four to four and a half hours to burn 2000 calories, but it took us 2000, uh, it took us two hours to eat 2000 calories. So I went back to the gym to weigh myself. What did you guys think? If I put on 3.5 kilograms, 10 pounds, just by eating these 12 Krispy Kreme donuts, guys, comment below how much weight do you think I lost when I burned the 2000 calories of my Fitbit? This is what I was after. I remember it was 5.50 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, here we go. This is it. So I jumped on the scale and I was like, this is exactly what I thought it would be. I only lost two kilograms. Somewhere in my body, 1.5 kilograms of sugar and donuts are swindling around my intestines. Now I'm not, I'm not finished yet. Not finished yet. I had the biggest withdrawals over the next two weeks. The day was okay. Like the day was kind of hell, but what happened two weeks after. I never experienced this day in my life. I felt like a fat kid for the first time ever. I've never been overweight. But even though I wasn't overweight, I felt so addicted to food. All I could think about was sweets for three, four weeks. The first two weeks was like a big struggle. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. Now, mind you, the World Health Organization, the governing body of health around the world, they have a stat, which is about sugar requirements. If you want to be in the healthy range, the requirement is about 50 grams of sugar per day maximum. For me, at that time, I was doing about 25 grams and they were all coming from fruit. I was very healthy, very fit. So when I put 12 Krispy Kreme donuts in my system, I'm going through 200 grams of sugar in one take. I barely have 200 grams of sugar in a month. I did it in one day. What do you think happened to my body? What do you think happened to my brain? What do you think happened to my cortisol? 
my blood sugar levels. I was just, I couldn't get off the couch. I just felt like a couch potato. So this was the first time I felt like I could connect with my clients. <laughs> I felt like I was relatable and I felt so much empathy. I'm like, who feels like this? This is shit. Dude, I do not want to feel like this ever again. How can people live like this? Do they not know what it's like to be fit and healthy? This is crazy. I don't even have kids. I have a brother. I have two dogs. They don't look up to me. If I had kids and I was behaving this way, I'd feel so much shame, but I'd feel stuck because on one side, I'm a role model and the other side, I'm trying to battle my own addictions. I'm like, man. So here's what I discovered. I showed my clients this video and they're like, whoa. They won. They were laughing and they're completely entertained. And two, they started looking at fitness differently. I'm like, yeah, that's why we do weight training here. That's why when you weight train, you burn more calories in the session and over the next three days. And it's kind of enjoyable. Now, someone would ask me like, okay, are you saying we should never do cardio? No, that's not what I'm saying. So Megan, who's an example, she went from 152 pounds to 118 pounds over the last year. And she's hovering between 118 to 120. And she's lost a lot of body fat. She's put on a lot of muscle. Now she wants to have abs one day, right? So what do we need to do? We can either decrease her calories. She's about 1900 now. Do we want to decrease her calories to about 15 to 1600? Or do we want to add cardio? Because if you're weight training four to five times a week, you can't weight train six to seven times a week. That's just going to overtrain. You're not going to be able to recover in time. Now, the difference between weight training and cardio is that weight training, you need time to recover because muscle is breaking down and only protein, time, and sleep is going to help you build that muscle back up. With cardio, you don't damage muscle like you would with weight training. So it's a slower recovery time, a faster recovery time. So instead of doing, uh, instead of telling me, you know, we're going to bump you up to six to seven weight training sessions or drop your calories, which we don't want to do. We want to increase your calories. What we can do is add two to three Stairmaster sessions at 350 calories, however long you want to do it. Okay. So we use it as a supplement to the main thing. And every personal trainer, every diet, every fancy program in the world when it comes to weight loss, fat loss, or putting on muscle is so many different conflicting information out there. I will tell you from experience that there's no coincidence on why 241 people have lost 25 pounds and kept it off. Some of them are in the chat right now. Comment below if that's one of them. The reason why they're able to keep it off is because they're not dropping calories, they're not doing excessive cardio, and they're doing the right things consistently over time, which is these three secrets. All right, get a pen and paper out, especially if you're new. Number one, you hit your protein intake, specifically one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, Joanna, Coach Joe, did an amazing call last night with the Next Level students and talked about if you are on the upper echelon of body fat percentage between 25 to 35%, you should consume 0.8 to one gram of protein because you have more weight to lose. So you want to be eating less, not more. This is brilliant. Now, if you're on the skinnier side of things and you have weight to gain, then you want to move to 1.4 grams of protein per pound of body weight. A perfect example is Leanne. Leanne is one of our DTA um, students and she is trying to put on muscle. She's trying to build a glute. She's at 2,800 calories, right? Which is double the intake from for most of you. But she also is exercising a lot. So I wanted to give you like a broad picture of different case studies in getting to a specific destination, okay? Now that we've talked about some case studies, now let's talk about some specifics. If you are overweight, and my definition of overweight is over 25% body fat, okay? Oh, Pap, I don't know my body fat, body fat percentage. There's plenty of ways you can get that. There's uh, body fat percentage calculators that you can you purchase online. It's like a scale. Um, you can get a body fat clipper where it grabs onto your stomach and gives you a number. Um, you can get a DEXA scan, however way you want to get 
your percentage. I'm a very practical person, a very simple person. I look in the mirror. I'm like, is that person overweight? <laughs> That's my meter. Okay. So what I wouldn't use is a BMI because BMI doesn't take in consideration that you have muscle. So if I use my BMI, I'd be overweight. Guys, I'm not overweight. I have a lot of muscle in my body that I've built up over decades. But the scale and the BMI tells me I'm overweight because it doesn't consider muscle mass. And this is something they did in the 80s and 90s when no one was really doing so much much research. And back then, guys, remember all the Victoria's Secret models in the 90s is all about being skinny, 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 skinny. And then in the 2000s and 2010s and 2020s, it's about strong as the new sexy, right? So I want to give you a little broad overview there. Now, if you're over 25% body fat, what type of cardio should you do? You should do low intense steady state cardio, low impact cardio. Because if someone is programming you to run, do burpees, jump squats, jumping lunges, all these high plyometric exercises, when you're overweight, you're going to put a lot of wear and tear on your body and you only have one and I'm pretty sure we're all going to want to turn 50 and healthy. You don't want to go into your 50s, 60s and 70s thinking, oh my God, I've got this injury and now it's plaguing me for decades. You don't want that. And do you want hip surgery? I've seen people have it. It's not fucking fun. And most hip surgeries require more because the success rate on them are very poor. So these are the things that people don't think about. But when you're overweight, these are the things that you have to think about. Okay. So slow, steady state cardio for overweight people. I'm thinking slow treadmill walking. So on a slight incline, you can do like 2.5 or 5, and you can walk between 4 to 5, okay, speed. You do that for 30 to 45 minutes. That's that's good enough. For those that are living in summer weather right now and you want to get some sun and some vitamin D, beautiful. Go out in nature, walk your dog, hit 8 to 10,000 steps, get your cardio that way. You might think, oh, but Pat, all the Instagram people are doing high-intensive cardio and they're jumping this and jumping that. I'm like, yes, that's them. So don't compare yourself to them. You are running your own race. You walking with your dogs is sufficient enough. Your goal is to get from 32% to 28% body fat. Their goal is to get from 15 to 10. It's a whole different game plan. Okay? For students or clients or anyone listening to this podcast that are under 25% body fat, then we can do some high intense cardio. So you can do some runs. You can do some sprinting intervals. You can do high intense um, hit training. So HIIT training could be a, like I do this with some next level students. We do some like burpee circuits. So we do like as many burpees as you can in 20 seconds, 10 seconds off. As many jump squats as you can in 20 seconds, 10 seconds off. Like some people absolutely hate this program. But guess what? You earned it. It works. And your body is more than capable of running this athletic system. Okay. So that's the different types of cardio. And you have to put yourself in a category. Okay. Now, how long should you do cardio for? Well, it depends as well. What's the purpose of cardio? Is if the, if the cardio is an endurance type of thing, for example, like Diana, who is doing like Spartans and Tough Mudders and stuff, she might need to do cardio for two, three hours. She might need to go for a run and do a half marathon. Brittany, who's one of the coaches here, she does half marathons. She's not going to be doing weight training. She's going to have to do long distance running. Okay. So that is specifically not for fat loss. It is specifically for athletic performance, which is different. Now, if we're talking fat loss, we need to do things as effective and as efficient as possible. And more doesn't mean better. So if you can do cardio at 30 minutes and burn the same amount of calories than doing cardio for an hour, why would you want to do it for an hour? Get in the gym and get out. Unless you have a social environment in there, like you want to be in the gym as little as time as possible. Get out of there. Okay. Because when you're in the gym, what activates your sympathetic nervous system? It's your cortisol, it's rising, it's stressed. You need to get to parasympathetic nervous. Uh, you need to activate your parasympathetic nervous system as soon as you leave, which is going for a walk, stretching, relaxing, getting your protein shake in. You need to calm yourself down, in other, in other words, okay? 
Cool. So we went over a few things here. We spoke about how you can't out-train a bad tire. We talked about two different types of cardio. We talked about how long-distance cardio versus short-distance cardio, what the difference is. We talked about specifics in terms of if you're overweight or you're leaner, which type of cardio you should focus on. And I gave you some examples of myself, Leanne, and Megan doing cardio, okay? Now, if you're wondering, if you're a client of mine or someone that's been following me for a while and you're thinking, hey, Pat, what about me? Should I do it? Just ask me, you know? Ask, hey, Pat, this is my height. This is my weight. This is the training I've been doing. These are the injuries I have. What type of cardio should I be doing? One of the biggest struggles that we have is that when new people start a fitness journey and they get a program and they don't disclose a knee injury and they're like, Pat, I will do whatever it takes to lose weight. I am committed, okay? So I'll do whatever. So we give the person the program. They don't say anything about their knee injuries. They're like, oh yeah, my knee hurts, but it's not that bad. And they start doing their workouts. And maybe there's lunges in there. Maybe there's Bulgarian split squats in there. Maybe there's jump jumping exercises in there. You need to take initiative and realize that you cannot do this, okay? You need to tell your coach, you need to tell your friend, your trainer, whoever it is, and say, I cannot do this. I will not do it. I need something else. You're leading your own journey. A coach is like a Google Maps. That's all we do. We're Google Maps. Where do you want to go? You want to go to Vegas? Okay. Do you know how to get to Vegas? No, Pat. I don't know how to get to Vegas. Cool. This is the route. Let me show you the way. That's it. That's all we do. I'm in the passenger seat. You're on the driver's seat. You need to drive. And you need to tell me when you have a flat tire. You need to tell your coach when you need maintenance because you haven't had maintenance in five years. <laughs> The only time I will take over the wheel is if you need like a momentum boost. You generally are like stuck. It's only a very few amount of times where I jump in the, in the, in the freaking driver's seat and I jumpstart your car. But that is not something that could be a long-term strategy. It's not sustainable. I also made a commitment to uh, also connect to my viewers. And one of the ways I do that is to share some light that happens in my life um, and hope that it can relate to you. There was a time where I had only in-person clients. And when I used to train these guys, they were very dependent on the workouts. So one of my biggest frustrations was they wouldn't work out if I wasn't there. So I gave them a three-day plan. And I said, Saturday, you got to do this, Lucy. Lucy's like, okay. Monday comes like, Lucy, did you do your four days? Like, no. I'm like, why didn't you do your four days? Like, oh, well, you weren't there. I'm like, why do I have to be there? I'm like, because I don't know. People are looking at me. Lucy, I ain't going to be here forever. Yeah, I know. Then we need to do something about this. That was like one of the biggest struggles. Another example is this. <clears throat> I had clients that like would do five times a week with me. They would train six times a week with me. They just, they love training. Okay? And they didn't want to think about what to do for workouts. I thought at the time I was a struggling up and comer. So I didn't really think about me too much. I just thought I have 168 hours in a week. How can I jam pack my schedule? I am dead broke. I need to take as many clients as possible. Forget about my own well-being right? So I would take on all these people and I'll train people five, six times a week. And then when they would travel guys, when they would go on holiday and let me know if this is you, you just wouldn't follow the plan. You didn't know how to operate from a place of this is my program. I've been guided with this program, but this is my program. And I'm going to take initiative to go left, right, or forward and check in with my coach to see which is the right decision. Okay? As much as you guys started off as newbies, whoever's listening, you guys are moving into leaders because when you're a newbie, you're a student and you're learning. It is on your training wheels. This is the fitness journey, okay? And then you get to a point where you start understanding how you recover, when to push, when to pull back, how to be self-disciplined, how to create empathy on your fitness journey, which is like, hey, I think I need like some time off because like my mental is not really good right now. I'm going to take a few days off of the gym. I'm mourning right now. Whatever it is, you understand self-compassion. You give yourself that space. 
which is something that you learn after being disciplined for a long time. You don't get to compassion first. You get to discipline first, and then you get to compassion, okay? Then you blend the both. And this is makes an unstoppable force of results. So after this time, what happens? Then you become a leader. Then you can help others. There's no secret that Sarah Christine is a community manager here because she went through the whole thing, 50 pounds down, fat loss journey, lost the weight, super strong, and now she's helping others. That's the student to lead a journey. Now, I'm a leader. It doesn't mean I still don't get led. I still have a coach to call me out because I don't want to ever be the smartest person in the room. I want to learn. I want to get better. I don't ever want to have so much of an ego that I can't learn. I gave you some bonus tips there, guys. We went off in a bit of a tangent, but I want to put this all together so you realize that, hey, if you're new here or you've been here for a while, you're moving into the version of you. And cardio plays a very small part of that. But I did want to address some common questions. That's it, guys. Comment below your biggest takeaways. And I'll see you on the other side. And remember, we've got a few days left. Slaying February is still on. So if you're in the DTA community, make sure you drop your wins in the Facebook group to win $150. Thank you for watching the Newbie Gains podcast. I'm going to read some comments. I've got a meeting soon, so let me just read some comments. Megan, 40 pounds. Nancy, I only do cardio once a week besides my work. Love this community. Cool. Right. Oh, there's more comments here. Absolutely. I was going to say 10 pounds, but I was like, no, nah, I'm overguessing now. That's wild. Stay the same. Two pounds, maybe. Wow. No one it's hard to lose weight and easy to gain. My muscle hurts so much. 40 pounds. All right, beautiful. We out. Biggest takeaway from Megan is my current cardio is perfect. My goal. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the Newbie Gains podcast. And hopefully you got some inspiration. If you did and you want to learn more on how me and my team can help you start getting fat loss results, DM me transform on IG and I'll send you more details.